Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right. Um, I don't know how everybody is doing that's tuning in right now, but everybody should be doing pretty damn well. 51 to 13, absolute blowout. The 49ers come out, and it's so funny. The narrative that takes place, you know, you know, in the national media, whether that's ESPN, NFL Network, local radio stations, KNBR, uh, it doesn't matter. Wherever you have been, you have constantly heard the, well, we're going to see. Well, we're going to see. Well, they haven't really. And this just continues to build and to build and to build until the next week. The only thing that we do know for sure is every single time the 49ers have been on the field, they have by far been the superior team. The Carolina Panthers are a damn good football team. Damn good football team. They got embarrassed. They got embarrassed today. So you've got to be able to walk away with this. And first off, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're going to go through some questions, talk about who did what, injuries, all that stuff. But before we even get to that point, probably the one like chief thing that I took away from this game, if you look at Christian McCaffrey, that probably still the leading vote getter for the MVP race in the entire NFL. He, he's unbelievable. He's amazing. He got taken out of his game. He got taken out of his game so much to the point he almost got ejected at the end because he was so frustrated. And that's what this team does to you. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, it pissed everybody off. Uh, Kyle Allen looked like he doesn't belong in the NFL. And that has, I think he finished with a 22 quarterback rating at the end of the game. But it has nothing to do with Kyle Allen. The defense determines how this game goes. And then if you go to the opposite side, our offense literally does not stop. It is above and beyond one of the best schemes in the entire NFL from a play calling standpoint, X's and O's, chalkboard, however you want to call it. It's one of the best. And it is paired with people that fit the scheme. You have pure speed at the running back position, and it doesn't matter who the hell is back there, whether it's Matt Breida, whether it's Tevin Coleman getting four touchdowns, whether we put our backups in against the starting Carolina Panthers defense, Raheem Mostert will still run that damn ball down your throat at will because the way this team has been built, the attitudes, the so many undrafted free agents that the team has been loyal to, to the leadership of Richard Sherman, to all, all these different players, doesn't matter where, you could go on and on. This team is legit, and whenever I say legit, here's the deal. Yeah, obviously 7-0. and Yes, we won by, what's that, 38 points. All great. 
Nick Bosa is screw defensive rookie of the year. Okay, first off, he, as of right now, he is beyond the front runner. The person that was once below him, Brian Burns, he was on the field today. Never heard his name. Uh, so Nick Bosa, defensive player of the year. What you're talking? Not defensive rookie of the year. You're talking in the candidate of defensive player of the year. One of the most dominant performances I have ever seen. Three sacks. Two of them were back-to-back, -back, which was impressive. Several. He had three other quarterback hits, four tackles for loss, and an interception off of a cut block. If he would have scored that touchdown, it would have just been so much. But um, yeah, I'm with you. 100%. Great comment. You could talk about defensive Rookie of the Year award for Nick Bosa? Screw that. This kid is special, 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 special. Um, and if you watch the earlier games, they even mentioned this in the broadcast. Uh, Joey Bosa went out and had a great game. You know, his brother, he, he was wonderful. You know, you're talking, oh, wow. Uh, his In the broadcast, they mentioned, you know, Nick Bosa was defensive player of the week a few weeks ago. Now it's going to be Joey Bosa's turn to be defensive player of the week. Nope. <laughs> Little brother says, hell no. Uh, not even close. So you've got to give it up to Bosa. He is something special. Um, and, you know, I don't like doing the whole going back and like, oh, for all the people that used to say stay away from Nick Bosa or all the people that said, oh, the 49ers need to get rid of Robert Sala or whatever. I, I don't like doing that. It's not my thing. But you do kind of have to step back at some point and say, how did we get to where we are? Mm, you know, it my biggest concerns, and they, I've again, it's my podcast, so like I put them out there all the time. I hated that we didn't address the right guard. I hated that we didn't address the safeties, and I, I really wanted some more corner depth as well. Guess what? Um, I I was wrong on all of those things. <laughs> I was way wrong on those things. Uh, it, it kept saying over and over again, I don't want to trade more than a third round pick for a wide receiver. I was wrong on that. Okay, and you have to be able to step back and say, look, this is what they're putting together. And Emmanuel Sanders looked great. Uh, we nobody doubt, nobody was in doubt that he would be able to fit this scheme. But the way in which he came out right off the bat and was such a factor just from the get-go. Um, you know, he finished with four catches, which isn't a lot, but they were very, very impactful. Uh, three of them were on third down, one of them for a touchdown, um, and he's just a first-down machine. That's just what he is. Very similar to what we saw with Trent Taylor whenever he first came out, but with much more upside. Uh, now, he is much older, but we, we haven't even seen him in open field yet with his speed. That's coming. <laughs> We're not at full strength yet. That is coming. We are still missing Pro Bowl, All-Pro type player, caliber players on this offense that just put up 51 on one of the best defenses in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers have not allowed anybody over 30 points this year. We just put up 51 points with ease. We nilled out the ball <laughs> the last two drives. Uh, we basically ran it up the middle, ran it up the middle, ran it up the middle, punted. Um, we definitely could have kept going. This team beat the Carolina Panthers into submission. It, oh, man. It was... It, from a coach or a player or a fan, sometimes, and it doesn't happen very often, you see the other team quit, and you could tell the Panthers wanted this game over. And what was crazy is, you know, we put our backups in the last two drives on offense and defense. Nick Mullins got in there. I was, I was standing up clapping. I love Nick Mullins. Um, we put our entire backup 
defense in there as well. They are gassed up. They're so excited. Everybody wants to be a part of this now because, again, the roster turnover has not been huge the past few years. The very first year it was, the second year it was, last year not so much. We really didn't bring in a lot more people. A few big time, you know, D Ford and then our draft picks, Quan Alexander, that's it. We really didn't bring back anybody. We didn't add anything to the offense outside of the draft. These people have been together. This team has been together for all the crap. They go 0-4 to start the year last year. 0-4. Now they're 7-0. The second team in NFL history to accomplish that feat. Going 0-4 the previous year, then 7-0 the next year. The 2013 Chiefs, whenever Andy Reid just switched over, that's the only other team to do that. There is something brewing, for lack of a better term, in San Francisco. The crazy thing is this. We still don't know how good this team is. You, you, you know, you go back to pre early predictions and you go through the roster, and we did that here on this show as well. You know, okay, if we can start out five and three, that's best case scenario, and we've got a tough schedule down the road, and we'll talk about that. But man, if we can get a good head start, then who knows? Maybe we could make the playoffs nine and seven. Maybe we could be in contention for the NFC West. Throw all that out the window, throw it all out. Okay. Uh, historically speaking, Teams that start 7-0 in the NFL are 100% in the playoffs. There has never been a team in the history of the NFL to go 7-0 to start the season and not make the playoffs. And I, I feel like I could put in a bit right now. Playoffs? <laughs> We're talking about playoffs? <laughs> Jim Mora, uh, shout out to him. Or we could even go with the Allen Iverson thing, whatever. But this is what's special. We don't know. We don't know. We know we're good. We're no, we know we are NFC West. If we do not win the NFC West, there is something majorly wrong. Uh, we still have two games against the Seahawks. One of them is coming up very, very shortly. But that's not even the thing. Our measuring point should not be the Seahawks, and I don't think that it is anymore. I, our measuring point is we better get that first round by. Playoffs and all that stuff, whatever. If the 49ers don't get a first round by in the playoffs, I would be extremely disappointed. Now, what's going to happen to the locker room? The question was just asked to Kyle Shanahan. Have you ever been a part of a team that's been 7-0? and And he said, no, I haven't. <laughs> Very just, no, I haven't. This is new. This is new for everybody there. Everybody that's there. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo has been a part of a lot of winning teams, so he's seen uh, what the Patriots have done. Richard Sherman has been a part of a lot of winning teams. Emmanuel Sanders has been a part of a lot of winning teams. Our coaching staff has been a part of a lot of winning teams together as well. So uh, there's a lot of experience that can handle this type of success. I'm not too stressed about that, but this is new territory. Um, and it, th there's just a bunch that I want to talk about, but I want to get through. Appreciate everybody who has tuned in. If you haven't already, hit subscribe. We do this after every single episode. Uh, we do four podcasts a week here on the 49ers Rush Podcast, and if you don't mind, go ahead and hit that like button or retweet wherever you are. We're on Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter. We're all over the place. Wherever you listen to podcasts, this will be there as well. 
So let's go through some questions. If you have something, please at me in the comments just so I can see it. We've got a lot of questions here already. This is going to be fun. I'm excited, guys. I, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> I want to make sure we take time to break down this game, have some fun, and enjoy this. Because as of right now, there's only two teams in the NFL that have this type of feeling. And I'd be willing to say this as well. The Patriots got it a little bit different. Um, they've been here. They've done that recently. They've kind of experienced This is new for us. Just recently with this team, with this front office, with these players. This is new. So uh, I'm, I'm happy where I am. <laughs> I'll say that. All right. After this statement blowout win, what does this say about us to the league? Everybody is literally, they watched that game and what happened to Christian McCaffrey. And everybody is shaking their damn head just saying, damn. That's what's happening. I'm telling you right now. If a team was on a bye week this week and they're sitting at home, everybody saw us. There were only three games on national television. Uh, three games going on in the NFL in the late section was us, the Patriots, and I forget the other one, but whatever. It, they were watching us and the Patriots. And I guarantee you this, whether it, everybody is scared of this defense. Now, the offense is special, but the defense is what is elite, okay? And that's a cool thing is because these two teams feed off of each other, the offense and the defense, but the defense is what is driving everything. Okay, everything. Uh, real quick, Nick, any worries about our squad after today? It's hard to think that perhaps this is the worst we're going to be. We're about to get back one of the NFL's best corners, statistically speaking, uh, with Akella Witherspoon. I think he'll probably miss one more week. I don't think he'll be back Thursday. But offensively, Joe Staley is going to be back next week. Joe Staley is going to be back next week. Joe Staley is coming back to a team that just put up 51 points at will. We are going to get better. So what's going to happen is Sam Young's probably going to be put on the inactive. We'll um, we'll move Justin School from left tackle to right tackle, and then Staley will start at left tackle. Then after that, we're getting Mike McGlinchey back, and we're getting back Kyle Juszczyk. So if from a worry standpoint, Nick, a great question. Yeah, there are some concerns, for sure. Um, you, you still got to uh, the second tight end. Ross Dwelly played great today. But, uh, man, I don't know. If you want to talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo pass, that wasn't the smartest pass. That's all you could take away from this game and be upset. You can't be upset at anything defensively. Missed tackles were not an issue. We had a couple people take some bad pursuit angles that allowed the two explosive plays to Christian McCaffrey. But again, it was perfectly well blocked. You know, Robert Sala, uh, they got us out of position through alignment, and they were able to seal off our linebackers. Fred Warner ran into Quan Alexander, and they took each other out of the play. That's going to happen in the NFL. It's all clustered up in there. Again, that's the MVP. He's going to get his. We said that all week. But outside of that, I don't think there's too many main concerns. The trade for Emmanuel Sanders uh, definitely strengthened the wide receiver core. Debo Samuel looked wonderful. That is the perfect way in which Debo Samuel needs to be used. Gadget guy with a couple specific plays tailored towards him, and you just allow him to uh, punish. <laughs> you run a wide receiver kind of end around or a jet sweep or a reverse to somebody, and the defensive mentality is, okay, holy crap, get to the edge as fast as you can. And that's what you're going to do against Debo Samuel. So you sprint to the edge. He got two carries in this game. You know, which two carries is a big deal because now it's forcing me to get to the perimeter, and once you get to the perimeter, guess what? Debo Samuel is not going outside. 
He's not going out of bounds. He's waiting for you to lose your leverage, and then he's going to lower his shoulder and pop you in the mouth. And this is what he does. He he loves to run up. He doesn't like to run to the side. And so these type of things, our wide receiver core is wonderful. Even Dante Pettis got some good blocks out there. I got scared a little bit with him, but that's okay. He had a good game. Um, and the backups are solid. You know, uh, Bourne contribute, continues to contribute in a very limited limited number of snaps but in a very positive way he's a wonderful wonderful blocker he only had one catch on one target but you can't be upset at that you really can't be upset at that but again Emmanuel Sanders four catches on five targets probably the biggest play that would have happened to him in the game was just kind of an overthrown of a pass but outside of that I mean there's nothing you can be upset about Jimmy Garoppolo 18 of 22 damn how efficient is that though interception I get it the interception, I get it, but a 111 quarterback rating, you've got to be excited. So uh, it's kind of rough. Maybe you could talk about the kicking. You know, we had the bobbled snap with Mitch uh, Wisnowski, but he had his best punting game of his career. He had three punts inside the 20, one inside the 10, and one inside the 5. So uh, he, he kept getting better, and he popped a guy. <laughs> How great is this? Whatever our kicker uh, – who they get a great kickoff return, whatever. Our Aussie-style rules football kicker goes down there and lays the damn wood so hard. He kind of got run over a little bit, but he's putting his body into it, and he's a big dude. Got a 15-yard penalty on our freaking kicker leading with his helmet. Now, I'm not trying to... That sets a tone for the game. Even their damn kicker is knocking the shit out of us. That is huge. And so you ap- you apply this same mindset across the entire thing, whether it's our backups and Raheem Mostert, who's our fourth damn running back, breaking 50-yard touchdowns out there. It, there is something special that is happening. Um, so um, anyway, I, I know I took your question and just kept running all over the place, but whatever. Um, here we go from Angry Potato, great screen name. Sanders felt like he loosened up the defense, allowing for less men up front. Was this just coincidence or was it Sanders? One of the things that Emmanuel Sanders has been great at ever since I, I am from Dallas, and so I, I saw him play a lot in college at SMU. Um, he, I'm not an SMU fan, but I just try to watch as much college football as I can. He kills zone. He just kills zone coverage. And so it's not so much that he has so much talent, which he does, or the best hands, which he does. He's just smart as hell and a savvy vet. So he's going to be able to find those gaps that are very visible for the quarterback. And again, like you said, he just... He finds the spot. He knows where the sticks are. He's not going to stop early. He's going to get the first downs. And this is what he brings to the table. He extends drives. And our drives were, gosh, so damn efficient. Uh, It it was nuts. It was nuts. How did our young tackles look? Pretty great, all in all. They both got owned by the same player, Bruce Irvin, who all 49ers fans know he used to be uh, with the Seahawks, whatever else. And on both of them, they were on an island against uh, our young tackles. He beat Brunskill once. He beat beat School for the safety. Kyle Shanahan even came out and said, that was on me, the safety. I shouldn't have left him on an island like that. But that was on me. It was a bad call. I wish I could take it back. Um, school just got beat on an inside move, which from a tackle, eh, not saying you want to get beat on the inside, but that was just a rough spot. And then when Brunskill got beat, that was much more of a coverage sack. 
Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had the ball for a while, tried to escape the pocket, which if you're the right tackle, you can't see what the quarterback's doing behind you. So you're blocking towards the outside. If the quarterback escapes on the outside, that's on him. Uh, he's got to be able to read that better, but the sack will go against Brunskill. Run blocking-wise, yeah, you can't be upset. Um, it's it's funny. We play Aaron Donald a few weeks ago, right, in the Rams, and our entire offensive line has the worst grades according to Pro Football Focus of the Week because Aaron Donald, it's the Aaron Donald effect. He's great. This is going to be the exact opposite because it's not so much that this is a great defensive interior. We talked about it. If you listen to the scouting report episode yesterday, they have elite defensive tackles. But it didn't matter. The scheme and the constant misdirection, which I can't wait to do my film breakdown this weekend. Um, it, it's, it's pretty fun whenever people on Twitter are messaging me the times and plays that they want me to break down, which is fun. And if there are certain plays you want, send me the time. Uh, third quarter, uh, minute 24. Break that play down. I'll break it down for you. Now, I put all of my video breakdowns on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. You can see that to the side if you're listening live, but I can't put them up on YouTube. They keep taking it down. That's what it is. If you want to see the entire offense and the entire defensive breakdowns, which I do about an hour on each one, you have to go to my Patreon account. I hate that I have to put it behind the paywall, but it's what it is. Um, So if you want that, all you have to do is go to Patreon and just type in 49ers Rush Podcast or go to our website, NinersRush.com, and you'll see a badge on the right. It's eight bucks a month. It's the Frank Gore tier. Just click on that. Two bucks a week. You get over two and a half hours of original content with commentary. Um, we've got 11, 12 people that have joined just in the past couple days. Really do appreciate that. All that money goes back to the pod, new equipment, new everything, constantly trying to step our stuff up. So if you want those breakdowns and I want to give them to you, I'll put little, I can only put two minute clips on Twitter. That's all they allow me to do. So I'm going to splice it up as best I can and put that up on Twitter. But if there's a certain play you want, please message me on Twitter. This is y'all's podcast. Uh, I want to make sure I, I give out whatever it is that you guys want, uh, breaking down the X's and O's schemes and all that kind of stuff. So uh, there is that. Now, a um, couple other things. Now that we beat the Panthers, uh, there are nobody. Yep, that's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, they lost their first two, won their next four. Now they're four and three. And so not that big of a deal. But here's the thing that keeps happening. We beat everybody so bad. Nobody respects them anymore. <laughs> That's a great thing. Uh, look what happened to the Rams after we beat them. Everybody wrote them off because we exposed them and what they cannot do. They We're, we're Debo. <laughs> we are Debo. You don't just beat them. You don't just win. You knock them out. And, and that's kind of the idea. Um, yeah, uh, please tell people to hit that like button. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that, Ryder. Uh, hit the like button wherever you're listening. That helps us out a lot. Helps the podcast to grow numbers and all those things. Um, who of the four do you think we choose off of IR? Um, that's a great question. The weirdest thing about our defense is we have zero injuries up front. The largest injury that we have on the defensive line is D Ford. You know, he's kind of relegated to this 15 to 20 snap, whatever, with his knee, and he's it's working just fine. I think they're going to keep waiting because here's the problem. If there was an injury, the, the most likely health-wise to come back would be Contavious Street, but we don't need him right now. So if you want to know the most healthy, most ready to come back off IR, it would be him. But 
there's not really a reason to bring him back. We still have Julian Taylor, you know, who dominated the game against Washington. They had two of the biggest plays with the fumble recovery and the fourth down stop. He only played six snaps last week. He was a healthy scratch this week. Uh, they put DJ Jones back, which I do want to pause and say, I ragged on DJ Jones. He's had a bad start to the season. He was phenomenal today. So uh, I was wrong. Again, I was wrong on that. So very excited to see DJ Jones perform. He got to start. I wanted Solomon Thomas to start on the inside, but whatever. Solomon got some snaps. He played all right. So back to this thing about the IR. The wide receiver position still is not where it needs to be. If I was, if everybody was healthy, okay, everybody was equally healthy across the board, I would put in my order, okay, Jalen Hurd one, Trent Taylor two, Contavious Street three. I don't think Jason Verrett is really, I don't think it's priority anymore. With Emmanuel mostly playing the way that he did, DJ Reed looked really, really good in special teams and spot duty as well. I, I, I don't think that Jason Verrett comes back even if he is healthy. Now, if nobody else is healthy enough to where they can come back, then for sure Jason Verrett. But uh, my order, again, I'm very high on Hurd, so everybody can you, bias, whatever. I don't care. Uh, Jalen Hurd, then Trent Taylor, then Contavious Street, then Verrett. Those are probably the four priority. Now, as we're getting into this time period, the 49ers get the option Six weeks after they've been into IR, they can practice, okay? You have a two-week practice window, um, and then you can activate them anytime in that two-week practice window. So for IR, you have to be out for eight weeks, all right? So, But you can start practicing at six weeks. You just can't be activated for gameplay until after eight weeks. Now, the 49ers get to specify exactly when that two-week window starts. So Contavious Street technically could start practicing now. Uh, they, they could activate that practice window if he is fully healthy. But again, don't think they're going to do that because there's no other defensive line. He, if you activate him, you got to cut somebody off the D-line. And I, I don't think I personally would prefer Julian Taylor at this point over Contavious Street. And so why not just keep him there because you, you still have his rights. You can keep him there all year and then reevaluate next uh, offseason if somebody does have to walk, like, uh, God forbid, Eric Armstead, who golly that guy is for real um you know we do have two big time players that we're gonna have to make decisions about so keep them there um how about Bosa for Defensive Rookie of the Year? Uh, defensive Player there? Yeah, we talked about that. He needs to be there. Uh, Bosa is unbelievable. Three sacks, one interception, four tackles for loss, four additional tackles. Special, special, special. Now, I didn't talk about this. I want to take a break real quick from the questions. The injury reports and probably the best news um, outside of the football thing, Jeff Wilson is 100% okay. He's being evaluated for a stinger. If you saw him go down late in the game, looked like his body was twitching and he went limp. Um, he already passed the concussion protocol, Kyle Shanahan said. So not a concussion. It was a stinger in the shoulder, the way that he hit him, and he is just fine. If you saw him, he was down for a while. Very, very scary. Uh, um, it was scary stuff. But anyway, Jeff Wilson seems fine, which is wonderful. Also, running back Matt Breida. We've heard this before. Another ankle injury. Good Lord, this must be number 12 for him. But there was a chance he could have came back in. He wanted to come back in. And the coaching staff said, wait, if it gets close in the next series, then we'll see. But with the score where it was, and then we scored that drive anyway, they just said, you know what? Don't worry about it. This is the depth that the 49ers have at this position. 
They're able to be okay with Matt Breida being hurt, with Jeff Wilson being hurt, with all these guys out. Kyle Juszczyk being out doesn't matter. We have Raheem Mostert. Doesn't matter. We have Jeff Wilson. It doesn't matter. We have Tevin Coleman. Um, You look back to the first year of the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch era, these injuries ruin the entire thing. We've all been in that position where you see one guy go down and we all just say, well, there it goes, and and that sucks because it's going to stymie the offense. We're to the point now where it doesn't matter. Um, obviously, you want your best out there, but you look across the board, we have established depth. The places we did not have depth was offensive tackle. Well, guess what? We have depth now. <laughs> we're good there now. So uh, we're able to look at all these injuries, which we got away from this game very, very healthy. Nick Bosa got hip-checked by um, Christian McCaffrey, and he kind of limped around a little bit. But I love the quote from uh, Stink, you know, Mark Schlereth, where he said, uh, he's not injured. He's just injured from being too awesome. <laughs> uh, just an awesome, awesome game. Um, let's see here. How many quarterbacks have we held under a 100 quarterback rating so far? Man, that is an awesome question. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. So uh, if you don't mind, uh, 90 by Niner by Nation, will you message me on Twitter, private message me? My DMs are always open. That exact question so that whenever I'm doing my breakdown analysis, I can find that for you and get it to you. And if I miss your question on here, I apologize. Um, please, Twitter's the best way. I'm very, very active on there. I'll do my best to make sure I answer all the questions. It is getting to be a lot, though. Um, <laughs> it's getting to be a lot, which is a great problem to have, but I want to make sure I try my hardest to answer all questions. Here we go. Um, next question. Would the short week be a problem for us um, away at Arizona? And do you think Bosa would get defensive player of the year and not just defensive rookie of the year? Two great questions. One, no. Uh, the short week is not an issue for us for several reasons. One, we are relatively healthy. Two, it's a division opponent. Um, even though it's a new division opponent with uh, Cliff Kingsbury and the different offense and defensive schemes, whatever. But here's the deal. They are much more affected by injuries than we are. Going back to what we just talked about with our running backs, they are down their top two running backs. Uh, They've already announced David Johnson, who everybody knows from several different years ago, pretty close to a 2,000-yard player. Um, He has already been announced that he is most likely out Um, against us this Thursday, Halloween night. Chase Edmonds, their backup running back, he left the game today as well. Not quite sure about the sincerity of that injury, but they have injuries all over the place. Um, So the short week benefits us. Obviously, you don't like to travel on a short week, but that's what it is. They play today as well. Um, This is a divisional game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, We're going against one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, but they like to move their quarterback around a lot. So it's going to be a fun game. This game is built for the 49ers. We'll have to see what happens. Division games get weird, and the Cardinals have looked relatively good. But, um, yeah, we need Joe Staley back for this game. He's going to be going against Chandler Jones, one of the better players, pass rushers in the NFL. Can't wait for Staley to get back. And, again, it's kind of hard not to vote for Nick Bosa as the defensive player of the year right now. And it's it's kind of rough to, to 
stay away from that. I'm just going to be honest. All right, couple more questions. Uh, Cardinals versus the 49ers predict the score. I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than most. If I had to say right now, I'd say um, 37 to 20. Um, that would be my guess right off the top of my head. Please don't hold me to that. Let me do some more film work first, please. Um, don't worry about the 49ers on a short work week, but your video schedule must be insane. This week is nuts. I've already talked to the family, just said, hey, <laughs> dad's going to be working like crazy, and it's Halloween, and the worst part about it is uh, the game takes place Halloween night. Uh, my wife did ask me. Uh, we were all going to be superheroes. I got a Batman. I got the old Adam West Batman uh, costume, and so she said, man, why don't you wear the Batman <laughs> uh, costume to do your live podcast? I said I'd ask you guys, so if you want me to be Batman, throw that up there. Uh, I'll go full on spandex for you guys. I'm sure that's what you want. Um, all right, let's jump into just a couple more questions before I go through some uh, more offense stats and all that stuff. So here's what we're going to do this week because it is a short week. You're going to have a podcast every day of the whole damn week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, obviously, okay? Also, more good news. The trial run went smoothly, <laughs> relatively. So this Thursday, the plan is my buddy had his baby. Um, he's back at it. We are going to try to broadcast live during the game so that you could listen to us if you so choose. If you don't, that's okay. Instead of the TV broadcasters, it's on Fox. And so what you would do is um, you'll turn into wherever you want to watch the game. It's on the NFL Network and Fox. And what you're going to do is, again, I've got to get the promo codes. Everything should be finalized tomorrow, and I'm going to have all the information for you guys there. Uh, we'll be on Periscope, all those things. So what you're going to do is turn your TV volume down. You turn my volume up which we're going to have an app that is going to show you how to do that or through periscope and then you'll listen to us do live by live uh play calling so gonna be a lot of fun really really excited a lot of money a lot of time a lot of behind the scenes work to get this going so if you're a fan of the show, which I appreciate you guys listening, you're going to get a lot of John Chapman this week. So uh, good and bad. So we're going to do offensive breakdown tomorrow, defensive breakdown on Tuesday with some film work as well, then scouting report Wednesday. Then it's Halloween game time, baby. Uh, fighting for that 8-0 spot. Now, here we go. That's the second time Blair didn't set the edge and let McCaffrey get a big gain. He did it with Woods during the game when he scored as well. Your thoughts? Great question, James. I'm going to break this play down, and here's why it is actually not Ronald Blair's fault. Okay? So, I'm going to try to just <laughs> use my hands here, Deshaun Watson style. Here's what happens, okay? He's the defensive end in the edge player on this side. So Christian McCaffrey, if you're watching this, I'm using my hands. If not, I'll try to do the best I can with my words. So he's responsible to make sure that the running back cannot get outside. Now, he's lined up. He is. He was in a five technique, I believe, on that play. Maybe there was a tight end, but outside shade of the last man on the end line of scrimmage. Now, if that guy gets a down block in our defensive scheme, this is called a gap exchange drill. Okay, uh, Ronald Blair is responsible for the outside gap. Okay, nobody gets outside of him in the running game. However, when the guard uh, in front of him that he's lined up on the shade blocks down, meaning he goes down to block the defensive tackle or the linebacker, it's Ronald Blair's job to get a hand on his hip and a hand on his shoulder and squeeze it down. Because here's what happens. 
Ronald Blair is going to follow that down block. That's his under key, okay? And then what's going to happen is the linebacker that's above him is going to fill over the top. And so it's gap exchange because initially the way it is, the linebacker is responsible for the B gap right in front of him. Ronald Blair is responsible for the C gap. However, the blocks determine uh, the gaps change. The gap, gap responsibility changes. So... Blair is supposed to squeeze down, and whenever he squeezes down, he won't allow that lineman to get to the second level to seal off the linebacker, and now the linebacker has outside contain. Uh, he's going to gap exchange and scrape over the top. The problem on this play was not Ronald Blair. The problem on this play was the wide receiver came down and crashed and sealed off the linebacker, and so that was the big play, and so once he blocked I think it was Quan Alexander. might have been Dre Greenlaw on that play, but um, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But once he sealed off Greenlaw, then Fred Warner tripped over his feet, and both of them were taken out on that play. So I get it. Uh, if it, The block determines gap responsibility, and we did it right. However, it was an amazing block. I think it was Curtis Samuel who came off the edge to seal the linebacker. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that play, and I got really, really upset. I went back and watched it one more time. So the way that I watch games, I have two TVs up, and one of them's on a delay because I go through an app. And so I watch the play, and then I can watch it again, uh, kind of like an instant replay idea. And the first time, I was cussing as well against Ronald Blair. So, um, yeah, I'm with you there. And for those of you that are I'm seeing our numbers are going up, which is great. If you guys just joined us, say I just want to say thanks. Go ahead and hit the uh, subscribe and or plus thumbs up, whatever you got. Now, what I want to do is I want to hold us accountable because I put out my predictions and my bets. We're going to talk about both of those right now. Um, so here's the deal. Here's what I said in my predictions. This is word for word. I haven't adjusted anything from the previous podcast, okay? Turnovers and missed tackles will be key. I said if the 49ers can force two turnovers, guarantee a win. Boom, got that one. I thought Kyle Allen and DJ Moore would be the two guys to fumble. Well, Kyle Allen threw three interceptions. One of those was to DJ Moore. Fred Warner and Quan Alexander are the most important and need four or less missed tackles. If they do that, it is a win. We hit that one. I did say Solomon Thomas would get a sack. He did not. He got really, really close off the edge, which I don't know why we're still playing him at the edge. It was with the backups, whatever. Um, I did say Emmanuel Sanders would get four catches for three first downs. Guess what? Boom. <laughs> got that one. Roz Dwelly will play the most snaps of his entire career this week. I believe he did. I haven't seen the exact uh, snap count, but he was huge out there on those first two drives. Um, and I said the 49ers would win 27-19. to 19. Way off there. Um Way off there. Now, our bets, which are brought to you by our sponsor, MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. These guys have been with us. Man, I feel really, really bad. We missed it. Uh, our lock of the week where the 49ers would kick two field goals, and they could have, <laughs> but we just kept scoring touchdowns. So we lost that one in our parlay. We missed by one. Uh, we took San Francisco money line, got that one. Rams money line, got that one. Redskins plus 16 and a half, we got that one. Jets to cover by six. We lost on the very last play. It's, it's so fun whenever you bet these games. You actually care about the Jets at the Jags. It's what it is. Um, so we hit both last week. We missed both this week. I will do my best to bring some more stuff to you guys to make sure we hit that again. If you haven't signed up, head over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. They'll double your initial deposit, whatever it is you start with. And I'll be outlining some more bets this week. We have crushed it this year. This was our worst week. But uh, we're going to rebound nicely. 
nicely because that's what good teams do. That's what good teams do. All right. Um, let's see here. Back to questions. Here we go. I like this one right here. F word, Stephen A. Smith. Not a question, but uh, I just want to say that one again. Thank you, Jose. F. Stephen A. Smith. That is exactly correct. The guy doesn't even watch football, first off. So don't – here's what I have blocked on my Twitter feed. Like you can go through and you pick your phrases and your people to not listen. Skip Bayless, uh, the person, and any reference or retweet of him. Stephen A. Smith, not there. Um, and that's pretty much it. I just don't want to hear about those things. And also Tim Tebow. I don't, I, I, I don't understand the Tebow fascination. I don't have a problem with him, but I just, he plays baseball. I, I'm a football guy. So anyway, how do you feel about the Jimmy G performance? Really, really great. That pass that was picked off was dumb. Um, I, I think he knew it as soon as he threw it, but outside of that, wonderful. Uh, he did probably one of the better things that we he did was hold the ball when he got sacked on those three plays. He almost lost the ball. They were hard hits that he took in the pocket, both against um, you know uh, Bruce Irvin. But eighteen of twenty two hundred and seventy five yards. Average eight yards per completion, two touchdowns, one interception, a 111 quarterback rating. You're going to win a lot of damn games. If your quarterback is anywhere over 90, 111, you're going to be just fine. The amount of first downs that we have, and that's the thing. We haven't even talked about team stats yet. This paints the perfect picture, okay? Um, we had 24 first downs on 63 plays. So we were getting a first down Every third play um, with a little bit over. Five for ten on third down. That's wonderful. That is winning football. Flip side, okay, they had 12 first downs on 63. We had the exact same number of plays, uh, which 12 first downs isn't bad. They didn't have a bad game offensively. They put up 230 yards. That's okay. But where they didn't do that, two for 13 on third downs. We are approaching a historic level of third down efficiency from a defensive standpoint. You go back to the Rams game when uh, you know they went over I think 15 third and fourth down conversions. It's bananas what we're putting out there. And and if you just look at a couple of things that this defense has done, okay? First off, right here, we get 7 sacks and 3 interceptions. That's great, okay? We didn't allow a touchdown for 9 straight quarters. Nine straight quarters. So they scored in the third quarter, but the second half of two weeks ago game, all last week against the Redskins, and then the first half this one. What this defense is doing is special. It's special. Um, then you combine that with what's happening on the offense, this kind of parallel, teamed-up, offensive-defensive uh, game plan. We have the fewest punt punts in the NFL. The fewest punts. And then you look at the punts that we did today. All of them were inside the 20. One inside the 20, one inside the 10, one inside the 5. So offensively defense special teams. We're hitting on all cylinders. If we can just get the damn snaps and exchange down, there's not a lot of concerns outside of that. It's pretty special what's going on. Um, The efficiency on the offensive side was special today. Uh, very, very special. So uh, that's how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's played wonderful. Uh, we got to predict the score out there. What happened to Breida? Breida's ankle went down, um, but he could have came back in, but they just said don't rush it just because the injury. Uh, there's no reason. We're up huge. You've had in- ankle injuries in the past. Chill out. We'll put our backups in there. Let's let them get some work. 
So, um, how the hell <laughs> were we down two starting tackles in juice and still get over 200 yards rushing? Man, I'll say this. Tevin Coleman looked great, and he hits the hole perfectly. He is a one-cut runner. The, the weird thing about Tevin Coleman is this. He doesn't break tackles, but what he does do is he messes up tackle angles to where people can't get to him because he's so damn fast. He's so damn fast. Everybody that we have at running the ball is fast except for Jeff Wilson. He's a little bit more of a banger, um, but yeah, it, this is Kyle Shanahan and the schemes, and they can't load the box because Jimmy Garoppolo will just pick you apart if you're going to do that. You have to attribute two defenders to George Kittle at all times. You have to. And what another shocker, another George Kittle touchdown called back. That's four George Kittle touchdowns called back so far this year. Um, it, you take away some of those, and you could make the argument, well, he probably wouldn't have scored if it wasn't for that penalty. Maybe. But... It, he gets those four touchdowns. You're talking um, everybody in the national media is going to be talking about him, hyping him up even more, fantasy-wise, all that stuff. Third most points scored against the Panthers in franchise history. Just saying, yeah, elite defense, by the way, uh, that they did that to. And they stopped themselves from scoring. <laughs> they stopped themselves. Uh, Robert Saleh getting head coach considerations next season. Here's the weird thing. I'm not the biggest fan of how he constantly plays people out of position, and I've been very vocal about that. Um, but he was getting consideration last offseason as a potential guy. Uh, his name was being floated around a couple podcasts out there. Uh, Move the Sticks, one of the ones, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, probably one of my favorite podcasts out there. If you don't listen to that one, go check it out. It's a lot more draft-heavy than NFL, but whatever. They said that they've heard his name mentioned several different times. He's got to be now. Um, he's got to be now. I, I would hate to lose him, but that's what happens whenever you have a good, uh, young DC and he has the personality to fit. You know, Dan Quinn's probably getting fired as we are recording this with the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully we hire Dan Quinn day one as something, an advisor, quality, whatever. It doesn't matter because he runs the same system. I would love to have him as a DC if Robert Sala does go somewhere. Um, is there still a place on this team for Pettis? Yeah. Worst case, his floor is going to be punt return or kick returner. Uh, last I saw, we were last in the NFL in kickoff return yards. Um, I would like to see that changed, but Richie James kind of got that spot locked down. But uh, I, I want Pettis there. I, I really, really do, especially if we get Jalen Hurd or Trent Taylor back. I would like to see Pettis in the return game. Um, what's scary about Jimmy Garoppolo is he's still learning and growing. Yeah, he is, but guess what? Is he 15 and 2 as a starter now? Is that his record? 15 and 2? Wow. Um, 15 and 2 is special in and of itself as a starter, but whenever you consider the fact that yes, he still doesn't have elite weapons on the outside. Um, he still has backup tackles. Great things ahead. Great things ahead. Really, really excited for what's coming. Um, third largest point differential for a loss in Panthers franchise history. Oh, my God, that makes me feel good. It's just like, ah, oh, I feel like yeah, uh, the, the Eric Armstead after the sack where it's just like hungry. Like, yes, enjoy that. Um, man, it, it's wonderful the statement. You can win games, and at the end of the day, you know, Bill Parcells, his famous, you are what your record says you are, okay? Well, Awesome. We're 7-0. and That means we're the best, right? But the way we are winning them, it's more than a victory. I guarantee you right now, Carolina just got their ass kicked. They've got to go back, cross three time zones. They're pissed. 
<laughs> we might have beat them so bad Cam Newton might come back. <laughs> like they're going to change quarterback now, I think, just because that we exposed what this kid was. Um, now, can other teams do that to them? Who knows? But we can. Uh, if we had to play this team in the playoffs, I would feel very, very good. Now, I don't know if they're a playoff team, but they're a playoff caliber team for sure. Um, you need to watch film, bud, or you're not a night. I don't think he's talking to me. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, I, we're all 49ers fans here. If we're here, we could disagree. That's okay. Uh, I disagree with myself all the time. Keeps us sane. Uh, it's what it is. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, we got some Panthers fans in here. Sorry, trying to get through this. But anyway, here's a question. Um, yeah, I need to be Batman. You guys want me to do the Batman spandex thing? Damn it, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I really shouldn't have said that. We'll see what happens. What's the best radio station to turn into the Niners game when it's not being televised? I'm a pretty big Papa fan. Um, you know, KNBR, I've been on the show, a uh, friend of the show, so that's what I would say. KNBR uh, 680, so what you would do, or they have two different stations. Just type in official San Francisco 49ers radio. You can listen through your phone. That's usually what I do. Um, just depends on the feed. That's the problem. Um, so yeah, that's what I would recommend there. Uh, now, and here's another thing, Nick, because a lot of people kept messaging me these during the week. The Kyle Allen and Christian McCaffrey tweets towards Kittle and all these other players. Those were fake. Those were 100% fake. You Right after I saw it, I was like, man, that looks kind of shady um so i went to their feed they're not on there those were photoshopped and i hate that people are doing that because christian mccaffrey and kyle allen are probably awesome people there's no need to kind of throw shade like that whenever it's not necessary just trying to create poster board material basically what happened was uh there were some tweets talking trash against the 49ers from kyle allen's twitter feed 100 percent photoshopped not real whatever it's what it is um how many first downs do the niners defense allow compared to other teams across the nfl we are very, very high um, in the first down. That's not one of the metrics that's carried. Actually, yeah, it is. Let's look right here. I have it right here. Um, now, this is not composite to today's game, but as far as first downs, we are first in the NFL. We have allowed 75 first downs, and we have 131 first downs before today's game. So those totals have not carried over yet on Pro Football Reference. That's usually where I find those stats. So, yeah, we're first in the NFL there. We're going to be first in the NFL in a lot more things as time goes on. The Patriots are special. Their defense is special. Uh, not trying to take anything away from them, but I guarantee you this, um, our defense – they're 1A, 1B. I'm fine saying we have a better defense. So uh, take that for what you want. Uh, let's see here. A couple more questions before I jump off. Um, your subscriber views are going up. Love the channel as always, John. Really appreciate that, Curtis. And, yeah, we've been doing this for three years now. And we keep stepping up everything that we do. If there's something you want for the 49ers, we're a 49ers fan podcast. Um, if you want to write for us, we have NinersRush.com. We have eight writers putting up articles every single week. If you want to join us and you want to be a part of this, come on. Um, I, I don't have a lot of money, but whatever the podcast makes, I am a teacher full-time as well, which is fun. I put back into the podcast with equipment, uh, you know, editors, website, all that kind of stuff. So if you want to be a part of this, email us, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Always my Twitter DMs are open, at JL underscore Chapman. And if you want that kind of extra um, full breakdown video, 
the my patreon account 49ers rush it's eight bucks a month and it's year round because we're breaking down film during the year and then the draft is my thing as well so you get all the draft video breakdowns of all the prospects we build a big board we did over 150 players last year i'm hoping to do even more this year so a lot of stuff to look forward to and again we're gonna have a podcast every single day this week so stay tuned if you haven't hit subscribe yet make sure you do that and if you got some niner fans out there please send them uh a link to this video or whatever just so that we can continue just bringing uh, the 49ers fan base together. You know, there's lots of great uh, Facebook groups out there. Uh, the 49er Faithful Fans is the big one that I'm a part of over on Facebook. So lots of ways to get involved. And man, 7-0, and baby. 7-0. and We got a two-game cushion in the NFC West and we've got our another division matchup on Halloween Thursday. So stay tuned, guys. We've got a lot and gals. I got in trouble for doing that. Uh, We've got a lot of fans listening. It's going to be a lot of fun. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.